My name is Stuart. You are now locked into the Media Outcast. Whether it's film reviews, TV after shows, or wrestling talk, or discussions about Marvel and DC. Arsenal match reactions, video game chats. You're in the right place. Stay tuned and enjoy. Welcome to the Smackdown Live Review. My name's Stuart and this is the Media Outcast. Now, this will be the last wrestling podcast for this week. Um, You know, the next one will be on Tuesday after Monday Night Raw. Tuesday morning, I'll have that up for you. Because um, I'm on UK time, so I don't, I don't get to watch it live. It's too late for me. So I usually watch it in the morning, Tuesday morning. So we're going to talk about Smackdown Live. And then we're going to talk about what was better, Raw, Smackdown Live, and why. So The Miz opens the show with a promo. He comes down to the ring with Maurice, his wife. Um, You know, it's a good promo. He's mock. It was basically, he was mocking Daniel Bryan's retirement um, speech. You know, when he came out to the ring, says, I don't know how to say this, but... You know, I have to retire, da da da. And he was mocking that and saying he has to retire from ever facing Daniel Bryan again. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. And the crowd were hating him. You know, they really were. So after he'd done his bit, Daniel Bryan, of course, his music hits, he comes out. And there was a line that stood out for me when Daniel Bryan was talking. I, I like it when he came out, he's just like, coward coward every time Miz tried to talk Daniel Bryan would say coward because he was and how the SummerSlam match ended but I want to talk about a line that Daniel Bryan says that was really good and it's probably something I've thought about him for a while well part of it you know I get his trash talk but there's part of it I think there's truth in so he says wannabe Hollywood star cosplaying as a wrestler I believe in the Hollywood bit I think I think he wants I think um by the way I don't know if this if there's any if this is like him the person behind the character I'm just talking about the Miz as a character you know the Miz wants to be a Hollywood star he wants to be the rock but he's not you know <laughs> and it was a nice little observation that Daniel Bryan made about that I thought it was a really good line I was like oh got him <laughs> so um, Brie comes out, right, after Marie steps in and says, oh, Brian, what does she say? She says, Daniel Bryan, why don't you just give up and go back home? You know, basically, you know, retire again. Never wrestle again. <laughs> That's what she said. And you can imagine how the crowd reacted to that. I I think Maurice might have a, like, she, she can, she has a way to make people hate her quite similar to Stephanie McMahon actually she's really good at being a bitch like she was just like Brian why don't you go home and never come back you know it was good man I liked it and then Bree's music hits yes Bree Bella her music hits she comes out and she just starts punching the Miz in the face because Marie's got out of the ring and so it looks like we have a match, a tag team match at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which will be Bree and Brian against Miz and Maurice. 
Uh, I'm not a fan of that. I would rather see two singles matches. You know, have your Maurice and Brie Bella match and then have your Brian and Miz match. Now, I was really hoping that we get to see Daniel Bryan versus The Miz at a Hell in a Cell match. You know, I really... I feel like that's what needs to happen for this rivalry because it's so personal. So I really... Uh, you know, but I enjoyed the segment. It was a good segment. Then we went into a match, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Jeff Hardy can finally get his revenge on the evil Randy Orton. <laughs> you know, so... You know, um, Jeff shows a lot of fight in this match. A lot of uh, aggression. That you, you know, Jeff Hardy isn't known for his aggression, I would say. Um, Jeff isn't a very aggressive type wrestler. More laid back. But, you know, there was a lot of aggression and urgency in the way he was in the ring. Um, Randy Orton was vicious. I love... This is where... This is the Randy Orton I love. He grabbed... Um, Jeff is ear stretcher, you know, like the hole in the middle. And he put his finger in and he was pulling on it, like pulling hard. I was like, ah. And the whole audience was cringing because the camera would cut to the audience. And they were like, oh, no, stop. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. I love Randy Orton. And basically, Jeff had enough. He grabbed the chair and just started hitting him. Like he was done. He was done with getting attacked. He was done with Randy Orton trying to viciously, you know, injure him. He was just like, no, I'm done. And he started whacking him with a chair. They Then uh, it went into the crowd. He was hitting him with a chair. And then he put him on a table. He climbed up uh, some sort of something, you know, like climbed up like a row. You know, and he stood in the railing, then he done a swanton bomb on Randy Orton, laying on a table for a table, which was really cool. And, you know, it reminds me of a more, you know, Jeff back in the day, you know. You know, sometimes Jeff looks like he's lost it, but then sometimes he looks like he's still got it. You know, I, I don't know what the balance is. I don't know why sometimes he looks one way and other times he looks another I'm not. I would not question his um, credibility or work rate. Not at all. I don't know why that is. It's just something I notice sometimes. Sometimes he looks like he's game. Sometimes he looks like he's not so game. You know, that's just how it appears sometimes. So then we had a women's match with Naomi against Peyton Royce. So Peyton Royce wasn't injured. So my question is, where the hell was she at SummerSlam? You know. Maybe she, maybe she was on the kickoff show because I didn't watch the kickoff show, so I, I can't. I'm not gonna make assumptions. She might have been on that. She should have been on the main card though. Um, so Peyton picks up the victory against Naomi. Pretty short match. Not nothing. Nothing really happened. That's you know worthy of a shout out. You know, it's pretty standard match. Pretty quick. It felt like a time filler, to be honest. Um, so this one it got interesting, uh, specifically for the women's division on SmackDown. So Becky Lynch comes out to cut her first ever heel promo. Now, it was tough for her. And I think the crowd, well, I mean, the crowd, the crowd just like they were not playing along properly. You know, I feel like the crowd has a part to play 
in promos and sometimes they don't play their part you know they draw they draw feel important and say this or say that you know and i really hated the crowd in this segment i really hated them cuz they were ruining the the story i i really didn't like it um i liked what becky was doing but i just didn't like the way the crowd were cuz becky becky said uh so Alright, so the crowd were cheering for her, right? While she's saying, oh, people didn't believe in me and um, now it's my time. I've had enough of Charlotte stealing my spotlight. And so, you know, you know, some, some good heel stuff. You know, standard heel stuff you'd expect when someone turns heel. You know, it's talking about she's been overlooked and there's a lot of truth in all the stuff she's saying. Um... And the crowd were like really cheering for her. And, you know, I'll give Becky credit. I think she probably had to improvise some of the stuff she was saying because she was trying to work the crowd. She was trying to, um, she knew that she was getting cheered and she was trying to say things that would turn, turn the crowd against. Like she was saying, oh yeah, you said, you said, you know, you a couple tweets here and there about Becky should be doing this or that but in reality when people talk about the best wrestlers in in you know in this industry of all time no one says my name you know <laughs> so she was really like she was really stretching trying to get the crowd to boo her and yeah you know, I'll give her credit for that for really you know stepping you know she's outside her comfort zone she's not a heel this is her first time and she was really stretching and um, really trying her best to get the crowd to boo her. So I give her credit for that. Um, that was cool. Should the crowd... So my, I have a question. Should the crowd be playing their part better than that? Should the crowd not um, understand uh, wrestling and understand this is the time when you boo? It's like when you go to the theatre, right? Uh, you know when is the time to... Um, to where you're meant to uh like someone you know or when you're meant to be like oh my god this is happening you know like there's parts where you know what your reaction should be as the audience and i feel like with crowds and wrestling especially in wwe they like to take over the show they like to like you know it's kind of like ah oh, f what they want us to say we're gonna say what we want yeah you know and i just don't like that you know, be, you know, in make the wrestling show as good as it can be, you know, play your part as a crowd, you know, and here's, here's what was annoying for me about this, so Becky was kind of promo and then Charlotte comes out and they just get to fighting, you know, there's no talking for Charlotte, she's like, okay, come, let's do this, you know, because she felt betrayed and so she should, so I'm looking at this, right, and I'm thinking, anytime Charlotte's hitting Becky, they're booing. Like, the crowd are ruining it, you know? And it's not even because they don't like Charlotte. How can you not like her? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, she's great. I don't, I don't even think it's about that. It's just because they like Becky's heel now. So, but here's a problem, yeah, about when, you know, when all these people who go to wrestling shows say, oh, we want this person to be healed. Right, if you want someone to be a heel, then you have to be prepared to boo them because that is the part you have to play as a member of the audience. You know, that 
when someone's a heel, you have to boo them, you know, because they're a heel. Why would you want someone to be a heel if you want to cheer them? That means you want them to be a baby face, not a flipping heel. I, I that, that was really annoying. And I just didn't understand. Uh, I, I didn't like it. Um, I didn't like the part the crowd played. Everything was good. I should have muted. To be honest, in my head, I was thinking I should have. I should mute the TV because I'm going to enjoy this a lot more. You know, I mean, it, I didn't. I didn't like the way the crowd were for this. Um, didn't. Didn't. Wasn't cool, man. Wasn't cool. It ruined the moment. It really did. Um, so it was good. You know, they broke out into a fight. It was very physical. Felt personal. You know, it wasn't wrestling. It was a fight. Uh, the whole women's locker room had to come out and separate them. I saw Asuka. So she's not injured. So she, so she done nothing for SummerSlam. Wasn't she like the hottest um, wrestler in WWE a few months ago? What the hell has happened to her? Man, they need to they need to use her properly. So overall, I liked the promo. But I didn't like the crowd. Now, we have... Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega versus Lana and Rusev. Um, this was it was a good match, uh, but I mean I was uh, my focus was on um, Andrade and Rusev. It's not like uh, I don't like women wrestling. I love women wrestling, but sometimes they do this and it just feels like. Like, they just want to include the women in something the men are doing, you know? And that's how this felt. It felt forced. Like, Zelina Vega and Lana... Well, I, I mean, do you know what, actually? Now that I'm thinking about it, I understand it. Because Lana's not a good wrestler. So, and I know Zelina Vega's a good wrestler. But, you know, because of her stuff before uh, WWE. Um, but I understand it, you know? You can't have... Like, like uh, it would be a one-sided match. It just wouldn't look very good, you know? So I kind of understand it, but I don't really like this thing where they just turn a singles match into a mixed tag match because, oh, well, you know, this guy's with this girl and this guy's with this girl, so might as well put these girls against each other as well. You know, I didn't like that. It was too forced, uh, Didn't didn't feel authentic. Can I just say, Rusev and Andrade... Look like brothers. Like, they, <laughs> they look a lot alike. Like, a lot. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I looked at them when they were, like, locking up. And I was like, what the hell? Is Rusev locking up with Rusev? Is Almas locking up with Almas? What the hell's going on here? They look a lot alike. Like, seriously, a lot. Um, That was weird. That was really weird. Um... Almas is really impressive, very physical. I love his style. It's so it's so un WWE like you know, and that's why it stands out in a WWE ring. I really enjoy him, and I hope to see him do more um, and bigger and better things as well. Um, there was a really nasty elbow to the face. You know, it was like where he. I'm not even sure if it was deliberate or that's his move. I, I, I'm not really sure, but it was like he attempted to do something. He missed, but then he swung round and his elbows went flat into Rusev's face. And he just didn't, like he didn't move slightly, flinch or nothing. Like, 
he didn't even see it coming. But when he hit him, <laughs> it knocked him a loop, you know. I, I, I don't know if that was, like, meant to happen or if that just happened. But that was, that looked cool. I'll tell you that. Everyone was like, ooh. <laughs> that was good, man. That was good. Uh, Rusev makes uh, Andrade tap out with help from Aiden English because there was a chair involved. Andrade grabbed it um, away from Andrade. Yeah, yeah, No, sorry, sorry. Andrade had a chair, right? Aiden English came out of nowhere, grabbed the chair away. Then he turned around and boom, super kick in the face. And then put him in the accolade and made him tap out. Uh, and this was Aiden English saying, you know, I've always got your back. Maybe it didn't work out last time when I tried to have your back. But I've always got your back. And that's always where I'm at. You know, maybe there's something brewing here. Maybe um, Aiden English against Rusev is brewing up. Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. We then cut to an AJ uh, AJ segment where AJ Styles, you know, he's in an interview. Is he in an interview or does he just come out? I'm not sure. But there's a segment where, you know, it's about AJ explaining his actions, you know. Uh, where he's saying, you know, I, I lost my temper, da-da-da. You know, like he said, I lost my temper. I shouldn't have reacted like that. Um, he does. He didn't like the way the match ended. He wanted to beat him fair and square. Um, he didn't want to resort to getting uh, himself disqualified. You know, babyface stuff. It was good. And then he, um, he, but he, but he then ends it by saying that he's gonna. You know, basically, you're like, Samoa Joe, I'm going to F you up, boy. You know, <laughs> that's a, but then I know where Samoa Joe attacks him, puts him in a chokehold, and then proceeds to grab the cameraman, <laughs> physically grab him, pull him towards him, speaks into the camera and says, your daddy ain't coming home tonight. You know, and again, like, he's taunting, Samoa Joe is taunting AJ's family. Like, this is heating up, man. Like, this is really heating up. I'm enjoying this feud. And I think it's only just beginning, you know. Uh, I think this is going to get better and better each week and each uh, big pay-per-view match. Um, next, we had Carmella versus Charlotte. Um, well, we didn't have the match, but they had a segment where um, Carmella went to Paige and said, look, I want, like, I was champ, I want my rematch. I'm allowed to ask for that. And then Paige says, cool, next week you get it. Then R-Truth comes out of nowhere and says, I want a title match. I want to face the champ as well. I mean, I I, I don't know if you can compete for the women's title, (laughs) R-Truth. It was quite funny. It was funny. I I like that R-Truth is just like this crazy old guy now. (laughs) It's quite funny. It's like he's losing his mind. It's funny. Um... No, but here's a question. So, Carmella's been granted a rematch. Will we see Becky interfere and probably cost... So, here's an interesting question. What if Carmella wins? I know it sounds crazy, but I could see Becky coming in, uh, causing something to happen, like, you know, interfere, hit Charlotte, and Charlotte loses. And then their feud can go on without any ties to titles and, you know, pressures for, 
you know, oh, we can't have the champion lose the first match because then Becky can say, no, no, I don't want to face you again. Then they could have a rematch. Blah, blah, blah. Or they're saying, you know, because when you have a title involved in a personal feud that isn't really about the title and it's much more personal than that, I feel like the title gets in the way a lot because, you know, if you're champ, right, and then but you're in a personal feud with someone, but then the title is involved in those matches. So in the first match, if you win as a champ, um, you have no reason to ever face him again. Because back of the line, work your way up again, you know, because you're the champ. They had the chance, they didn't win. So I always, I, I almost feel like if Carmella won that, it would also give us another women's feud maybe a chance for Peyton Royce, maybe a chance for Oscar. You know, it would give us an opportunity to see something else alongside this feud. And it would also, like, free the reins on this feud, you know, like, the cuffs would be off. And, you know, you, you could really let this feud wild and do a lot of matches and, you know, it. there's no titles that can, you know, pressure anyone... You know, like, titles will pressure WWE to say, well, you know, we can't have this person win because then they win the title too soon. You know, that that's that. there's nothing holding the feud back in terms of who's going to win what match and who's how many wins is this person going to have and how many matches are they going to have, if that makes sense. I know that was a bit scattered, but I think, I, I think I'm, you know, making sense here. Uh, <laughs> I think I am. Um... But, yeah, I mean, I think Becky's going to be the wild card in that match next week. Um, she's definitely going to put herself into this somehow. Um, I think she's going to interfere. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It would certainly be interesting if Carmella won. I'll tell you that. But then, you know, you might be, you know, the value of the title might 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 go down because... You know, you're just, you know, you've took it off someone and you put it straight back on them. It, it looks like backtracking, you know. So I, 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 you know, I probably, they probably won't have a title change, but it would be interesting if they done that. It would certainly mean that the feud between Charlotte and Becky could run free and wild and go as crazy as they want, as long as they want, for as many matches as they want, without any titles holding one person down or the other person down you know so that's what i think about that now let's move on to the main event the new day versus the bludgeon brothers no dq for the tag team championships um i'm just gonna point out some key moves um i don't i you know i don't i'm not gonna sit here and you know tell you move by move what happens you know but I, i'll point out some uh, the first one that really stuck out for me was Luke Harper suicide dive. I know he's done a few, but this one was interesting because, you know, it was like Eric Rowan held them, held Big, um, not Big E, sorry, he wasn't in this match. He was uh, injured, held Kofi in uh, Woods, while <laughs> Luke Harper came flying at them like an aeroplane. You know, not like a dart, like as what you'd imagine someone. Of a smaller size doing a suicide dive. But this was like a bus flying at you. You know. <laughs> it was quite frightening to look at. Especially with the table right behind them. 
I was like, oh my god, this looks dangerous. <laughs> and then there was the crucifix bomb on a ladder. Like, there were two chairs, right? And the ladder was like laid on them. So the chairs would be levering up the ladder on uh, on each end of it. So it was like sort of laying there, but not on the mat, you know, above the mat on the two chairs, right? And... um. Who was it? It was Kofi. Was it Kofi or Woods? Um, I think it might. No, no, it was Kofi. Yeah, yeah, it was Kofi. And they done a crucifix bomb onto the flipping ladder. And his back bounced off that ladder. That looked. That looked nasty, man. That looked good. <laughs> it looked so good. So we come closer to the end of the match and. Xavier Woods puts Harper through the table with an elbow drop. You know, they start getting tables involved. They're trying to put each other through it. Excuse me. Yeah, there's a table involved. They're trying to put each other through it. You know, one gets put on the table and he escapes. And then the other one gets put on the table. And then you finally get Luke Harper on the table with Eric Rowan being taken out. Um... Because Eric Rowan tried to put someone through a barricade. They, uh, He tried to pull, it might have been Woods, through the barricade because he was rested on the barricade and then he ran through it. But uh, uh, Kofi Kingston pulled him out of the way. So that put uh, Rowan out of this match for the rest of the match because it was towards the end anyway. And then last one, Harper, he got put on the table um, I think it was, yeah, 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 Kofi Kingston sort of held him there, like, he wasn't going anywhere, but just in case, you know, just sort of held him there on the table, while Woods went to the top rope, you know, that movie does with the elbow drop, where he's on the, he's on, you know, he's on the top rope, but then he moves over to the rope instead of the corner, then he jumps far and hits you with that elbow drop, sort of like a coast to coast, he done that, um, Harper threw the table, went for the pin, one, two, three. And the New Day are five-time tag team champions. Here's a question, though. This match was better than their SummerSlam match. Why? Why is that? Why is it that this match was better than the SummerSlam one? I don't understand why. You know, um, you know the people involved in WWE that put together the matches, and I'm not so just talking about the wrestlers. I'm talking about, you know, the people in the background. You know, I'm not trying to analyze how they put matches together. That's not my place. Um, I'm just a fan. But what I'm saying is that, you know, they're talented. They know what they're doing. They've put together some pretty good stuff. Why would they have the match? That actually meant something and was more exciting on the SmackDown Live. It was just I didn't get that. It was it was strange. It was really strange. But New Day, five time tag team champions. Uh I wasn't as excited as maybe they wanted me to be as a member of the audience. I feel like New Day have been champions far too much. Um, 
I feel like there are other teams who should have got a spotlight here. The New Day have had the titles far too many times. Uh, I said on the SummerSlam one, I thought they might break up. That's obviously not happening now. So, I mean, you know, it happened. New champs. Pretty cool to have new champs on SmackDown. You don't always... It's quite rare that you get that. And one more thing I wanted to mention that I did like. Uh, Nakamura had a little uh, promo thing backstage. Uh, where he said, Welcome to Nakamerica. <laughs> As a US champ. I love it. I love it. Sounds cool. Reminds me a bit of when uh, KO was the US champ on SmackDown. And he was calling himself the face of America. <laughs> He's Canadian. That was the joke, you know. And Nakamura's obviously not American, but he says it's the United States of Nakamerica. <laughs> I love it. We'll see where that leads. It seems like it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, which was better. I think. Oh, I think SmackDown was more enjoyable to watch. Um, Raw had a lot more filler stuff that I didn't really care about but as far as stories go as far as the narrative of storylines more happened on Raw you know in terms of more changes more stuff that's going to change their programming going forward happened more on Raw than it did on Smackdown but overall, sitting through Raw, sitting through SmackDown, I enjoyed SmackDown more. You know, so I would say Raw edges it uh, just for the stuff that happened that impacts the storylines. You know, because that's what Raw and SmackDown are about. It's about storylines. You know, you don't see any of the... Uh, you know, that's not where you're going to get the best wrestling matches. You get them at pay-per-views. You know, they save the big wrestling matches for pay-per-views. You know, the weekly shows are really about driving stories forward. And I just feel like Raw done a bit of job of that this week. You know, so they just edge it, but it's very close. Uh, there were good shows this week. But there was a lot of filler on Raw. If you ask me which one would I uh, rather have sat through, it would be SmackDown. But which one had more... You know, things happening in it that are talking points, I'd say it's raw. Definitely raw. Um, it really does seem like SmackDown's roster is a bit thin at the moment. So, I don't know. But I would say for this week it was raw. We'll see what happens ne next week. Um, we'll see where things are going on raw with um, Stephanie McMahon um, putting Corbin in charge. Uh, it it's it smells of authority, and I hope it's not. I don't want that again. Are the Shield back together for good? I hope not. We'll see all that next week. Um, and I'll be here reviewing it all after it happens. So I'll see you next week on Tuesday morning, and make sure you tune in for that. Uh, it should all be exciting. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to Raw to see what happens now. Is Kurt Angle just not going to be there? I mean, who knows? We'll see. I'll catch you later. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave a review on the podcast. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Stu underscore place. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Stu Plays. I'll catch you later on the next episode of the Media Outcast. See ya!